0: Thanks for joining us for today's message. Our mission here at Plum Creek is to help you experience intimacy with God, intentionality with family, and influence with others. Our hope is that what you hear today will impact and challenge you to love God and the people around you in a whole new way. We'd encourage you to check us out online at PlumCreekOnline.com to see how Plum Creek is impacting our community and what opportunities we might have for you or for your family to get connected. If you'd like to support the ministry we're doing here in Castle Rock, the two easiest ways are through our website, plumcreekonlinecom give, or via text, just text any dollar amount to 720-606-5563. Thanks again for joining us today.
1: Hi guys, we're Charles and Farrah Oster. We both grew up in Fort Collins before moving to Atlanta in 2004.
2: Yeah, while we were in Atlanta, we visited and attended uh, a great church called North Point and uh, we loved it. Uh, One thing, however, we didn't love is about 45 minutes from
1: our house. So in July of 2006, we decided to move to Castle Rock knowing that we wanted to find a church nearby our home.
2: So yeah, uh, about a week after we moved here, we learned that a couple from Fort Collins had just moved to Castle Rock and they were planting a church here. So uh, we tracked down Doug Miller's uh, contact information and called him up and we invited him over for coffee. Uh, and I think little did uh, Doug know he was actually entering a trap uh, that day. Uh, I think it's important to note that I think we had developed a, a consumer mentality for what, what church is or is supposed to be. For us, it was, it was um, you know, what could the church offer? Uh, what type of amenities, you know, uh, did a church have, like a building or the worship or the, the preaching, and, and so, I spent a good 35, 40 minutes really hammering Doug, didn't I, on, you know, why we should come to Plum Creek,
1: which was extremely embarrassing.
2: <laughs> so, uh, I got to hand it handed to Doug; he just listened intently, and, um, you know, after 35 minutes or so, he said, you know. Charlie, I I don't have answers to all of your questions, but I can tell you this. I love God passionately. I love my family with an incredible passion. And what's important to us is that we surround ourselves with people who have like minds and and like hearts. And it's crazy how in a moment you can go from just like a critical consumer thinking to wanting to contribute. we sat right here at this table 10 years ago and I, I slammed my hand down and I said, we are in. And um, this whole idea of, of GFO kind of blossomed um, here at this table and, and presumably hundreds and hundreds of others over the last 10 years. And uh, we strive to, to really live that, that GFO life at Plum Creek over the last 10 years. So it has been our privilege and honor and a true blessing to be at that first service um, one decade ago to the 10-year anniversary today. And what we look forward to most is is continuing to uh, be a part of Plum Creek in the years ahead.
3: Good morning, Plum Creek. My name is Jim Ladd, and I had the privilege of being a small part of the start of this church a uh, long time ago, 10 years. So uh, I'm just honored and thrilled to be here for this day, this celebration. I'm wondering if you'd help me. I'd like to have a selfie with you in it. So... Uh, Help me out here and uh, wave real big, okay? Just wave your hands, you guys in the middle especially. There we go, awesome, thank you. I have to have a memento of this occasion. For me, Plum Creek didn't start, the story didn't start 10 years ago, it started 12 years ago. Doug and I met at a uh, cheesecake factory down at 16th Street Mall. A mutual friend of ours, who turned out later to be Craig Harris's father-in-law, uh, knew that both of us had a heart for Castle Rock. There was a, a common bond Uh, that we both thought the number of people in Castle who are disconnected from God, who don't have a faith community, that that number is an unacceptable reality. And so uh, Steve Pike put us together. We became instant friends. We started walking through what it might look like to partner together. And then uh, the church that I was leading at the time, Grace Community Church, had the privilege of just being a, a small part of this. The story of Plum Creek is the story of God's favor, His presence, His sovereignty, His miraculous hand. There are so many uh, miracles and stories around the story of Plum Creek. There's Doug and Beth hearing the call of God and and going all chips in. There are people who did that with them from Fort Collins. There are people all over the country, in fact. People at Grace, about 5% of our congregation, decided to come and be a part of the start. We had uh, miracles take place of people who, who went all chips in there. Uh, There was a time, Doug, I was thinking about this. There was a time you flew on a trip to go raise some money and and cast the vision for this and started up a conversation with a stranger on the plane. You remember this? And and at the end of that flight, as Doug was getting off the plane, that person said, I want to be a small part of that dream and gave him a check to uh, help Plum Creek. I mean, just so many miracles. And there came a day uh, we had a preview service of Plum Creek, at grace and we've been telling everybody at grace man if you want to go you go we want people to go and be a part of this and and I was a little bit cocky I thought you know grace is such an amazing place people it'll be hard to get people to leave here and uh, we're sitting there in this preview gathering and Doug is preaching and Craig is leading worship and I'm sitting on the front row and all of a sudden I went oh
2: crap
3: (laughs) and I don't even think the sanctified version of that was what came in my mind and (laughs) And uh, I thought, what if this place empties? What if, what if everybody goes? And then, I, and then it hit me. I felt like it was almost a prompting from God. Jim, how are you going to feel when Plum Creek's bigger than grace? And for a moment there, I was, it was a kind of a gut check for me. And uh, I said, you know what? I'm going to celebrate that because I could see already in Doug and Beth the capacity for leadership that was sufficient for that task. The call of God on them, the favor of God on them, the heart of God in them. And so I've been, I've been celebrating, praying for you, watching and enjoying this journey from a distance, and I want to tell you that uh, it's a complicated story. When people look at a story like this one and they say, what happened? There's no simple answer, but there is a simple theme, and the theme is this, now may the Lord, who does abundantly above and beyond what you can think or even ask or imagine, to Him be all the glory forever and ever. And I want you to know in your life that is true, that God can do more than you can think or imagine or hope, and he's going to continue to do that in Plum Creek. We're just getting started, and it's an incredible honor to be a part of it. So welcome to 10 years. Uh, I'll be here for year number 20 and year number 30 because I just love who you are and what you're doing. And we're about to enjoy really the, the essence of why God had this church in his heart as we watch some people get baptized. So pay attention over here.
0: I think the legacy of Plum Creek for me is that they care about people and that they're authentic. Um, You know, it's not just about coming to church on Sunday. It's not about tithing or, you know, the, the things that get associated with religion. It's about making authentic connections with other people and having an authentic relationship with Christ.
1: Plum Creek has been super influential in how I relate to other people. Just having that urgency and that desire to share the joy and the freedom and the peace that I have with my life with Jesus, um, it helps me to remember that there are other people out there that that need Jesus and would benefit from a relationship with him.
2: I, I think the thing that I've noticed the most is that it's not just about Plum Creek, that I've seen a, a genuine response from all of our our, our, pre- our preachers here to work with all the different communities within Castle Rock, um, to work with all the different churches to try to develop this Christian community because I, I, I think I, I've never seen that before. I've never seen people, so you know what, if Plum Creek's great for you, go here, but we've got a lot of great churches and go somewhere. And I think the lasting legacy is going to be that cooperation or collaboration of churches within the area to make you know castle rock a a a wonderful place and to make it a christian community
1: so the reason i got my tattoo god family others is because for a long time i didn't necessarily live that way god didn't come first he usually came second after worry after stress after my husband Um, and when my life started to fall apart um, I just realized that wasn't working. And I decided, you know what, I can wear the bracelet and that's great, but the bracelet falls off. And for me, I just wanted that permanent reminder constantly for the rest of my life that God needed to be first. God was not part of my life before Plum Creek. I
3: didn't have a relationship with Jesus at all, and Plum Creek has totally changed that for me. Um, as far as my family, we, we, have grown close, grown to know Jesus over the years. My girls have been involved in youth group and missions trips. My marriage has improved. Um, yeah, it's had a huge impact.
4: What really hit me is that we want to be where there's something happening, not just going to church. I, it was exciting to see growth and people really excited about the Lord, which we want to be too. And so, that really was the draw.
0: GFO has definitely impacted my faith. Um, It's really gave me kind of things that I can use as priorities uh, in my life. Um, Keeping God first, family second, and the influence that we have with others um, because of what God has given us.
1: I would say that um, I'm most proud of Plum Creek for the authenticity here. It's really encouraged here to just be yourself and to live out your life and your faith authentically with one another and I don't think you find that a lot of places. So the legacy of Plum Creek I hope would be that there are changed lives all over this valley. That when we're no longer here people can look back through generations and say that we had an impact on on their life and their relationship with God. I'm so proud of the, f- of the fact that they've reached out, and they've been authentic from day one, reached out to the community from day one, and they've drawn people in because of their love of Jesus, because of their love for others, and they've never once faltered from that. They've never once changed from that or moved from that. And I've watched from day one, from 200 people to 2,000 people, and it overwhelms me emotionally to see how many people have been affected.
0: I would say the most impactful
1: thing for me with Plum Creek has been, uh, for the past ten years, uh, it's been unwavering in its focus on God. You know, that's how the church got started. That's what keeps the church going. And you know, I, I did a Bible study not long ago, and the main focus was it of the of the Bible study was. Um, When you stop remembering, you start forgetting, and you can't do that. You have to always take times like this of celebration and
5: remember what God has done and how far He has brought you, and you can't forget that. And that's, to me, the the most important thing about the church is that's where we always have
1: to keep our focus.
4: well good morning my name is rick dunn this is my wife teresa and most of you have had 10 years or maybe less of getting to know doug and beth and uh, i got almost 30. i thought it'd be easy after last night right. it's
5: supposed to be easy you see where i get it
4: yeah <laughs> so like from the time you stepped in my i was a professor at trinity you stepped in my classroom And I got to start watching up close and personal. God transform your heart and form the man that you become. And intimacy with God is like just right there. And then Teresa and I got to walk with you all through your premarital and your wedding and and watch that marriage and who you guys are, how intentional you are with each other and your kids. And we've been through all the ups and downs. They told us it was going to be hard to raise little ones. Nobody told us about launching them, right? Like nobody said anything about that. We do that together. And then I watch God continue to transform to the, the influence with others. And it's been going all along, but you see it kind of build. This video tells the story; It builds and it builds. And you all, most of your contact with Doug and Beth is in this kind of a setting. I've watched this behind the scenes for three decades. And I love how you lead this, but I'm more proud of how you live it. And GFO is not a slogan or a banner, it's it's who God made you to be. He called you to this, he created you for, he crafted your whole life around this. We have a saying in our church of honor men for the glory of God. So all glory goes to God, but I want to just take a moment and just, just celebrate. Um, A a memory that I've used to do this celebration comes from how I remember how you all got here. Um, I'm sitting on Campbell Station Road in Farragut, Tennessee, about to turn left. My cell phone rings since back then. It's probably those little cheap little flip phone things, right? So it rings, and I recognize it's your number. And uh, what's happened is I've just enticed Doug with the best job offer I know how to get him to Knoxville. I've taken him to the mountains. I've fed him the best food you can find in Tennessee. I have, I have really rolled out the red carpet, and this is the job. You have to understand, backstory is I've been trying to get Doug since I became lead pastor of the church. I've tried to get him. We, our high school pastor left, and I was like. Hey, Doug, man, you got to take this job. And then he didn't feel called to do that. And then we needed a small group's pastor. Hey, Doug, man, you got you got to take this job. I prayed about it, didn't feel called to do that. Our nursery director, we needed a new one of those. And, <laughs> and I was like, Emily, you can coach him up. Like, he could do it. I know, if I could just get him on staff. And, but this was it. Like, this was, and we both knew it. And this was the design that we could create, that we could work together. And as the phone rang, i Knew you were going to say no because God prepared me. He said, I'm not called into this. I'm not called into this. And as you shared, my heart was broken in one hand and my heart was full on the other because that's, that's who Doug is. That's why I love you so much, why I want to do life with you in any way God calls, because I knew you were listening to him. You were following him as a shepherd. And, and, and he put that in your heart. And I just want to encourage you. That's what I see, that's why this is happening. They're following the voice, his voice in you that you're listening to. And they're following your shepherding, that you're being shepherded by the good shepherd. And so I have just something that um, a friend of mine helped me put together. And uh, it's my favorite verse on leadership from the scripture. It's Psalm 78:72, uh, And it's my vision for my leadership. But I think it's my description of your leadership. It says, that King David uh, shepherded the people with integrity of heart. He led them with skillful hands. And I want to honor God for his glory and honor you today. That is the shepherd you are to this people. And I just love you so much, and I want to thank you for that. Now, as I've shared in the other two services, Doug, you've you've made three eternity-shaping decisions that just changed the trajectory of lives. Uh, One was when you, by his grace alone, followed him. Uh, the third was when you said, "Rick, I, I'm called. I just know I'm called to Castle Rock. Well, how this is gonna work?" I just know I'm called." Second best decision, right up there, like one A. There's one A, Jesus. One b Beth. No question about it, right? No question about it. And um, Beth, this hard charging coach, take the mountain. T- well, first take the hill so you can get to the mountain. Then take the mountain guy full of exhortation you are like the perfect partner in the gospel perfect wife perfect oneness in Christ of your invitation to people um, last night I got y'all don't know Doug well this you, the ones who do appreciate this so last night Jim is talking and you know we try to vary a little bit each service and Jim was saying uh, you know when I first met Doug and Beth I was just like I was trying to find some flaws and and Beth under her breaths over there sitting down under her breath she said uh, oh we're very flawed <laughs> And then, and then Jim said, and I saw Doug, he's good looking, he's a little athletic, and Doug said, oh, I'm very athletic. <laughs> like, okay, that's you right there, right? I mean, that's it. Like, you need her, brother. I know, you know, right? And uh, so, Beth, we have a, a gift for you that uh, we just think really represents you. Uh, it's two mugs. And uh, because you are a person of hospitality and invitation you make room for other people you come alongside them and you help them drink deeply of jesus and and uh these are they're blue and blue's like the color everybody loves blue right but blue is that color of peace and invitation and warmth but the most powerful thing about the color blue excuse me the most powerful thing is that uh it it's the only color that never loses its character no matter what tone you put it in it always stays blue no matter what you put with Blue is the only color that maintains the character no matter what its tone is and that's you mom, wife, pastor's wife, disciple disciple disciple, mentor teacher you it's just it's just who you are and so we want to celebrate you and, and who you guys are and um, you know, as I share with you a little texting this morning as I was praying for you. Um, I love the fact you've never left your first love. You've never left your first love, Jesus. And uh, I just want to encourage you in that and to walk in that and, and, and to keep listening. And the last thing I want to share with you is, and you know this as a leader, you're, God has called you and your team and your leaders to launch forward a new vision. And the people, you're gonna hear God's voice through this and they're gonna go and things are gonna happen here. We both feel, you know, it's gonna, God's about to do something. And I just, when when we're hearing from him, leadership is wow. When we're not, Mm. it's a hard place to be. So here's my thought I wanna remind you with the day. When you're not hearing him, see if it's you or him. If it's you, stop being so busy, stop working so hard and just listen. But if you're listening and you don't hear him just remember sometimes he's silent because he doesn't want you to hear his voice he wants you to hear his
1: heartbeat
4: oh. <clears throat> they need to hear his heartbeat in you and they'll hear the voice we love you guys thank you,
5: <clears throat> thank you. Thank you too. you think it gets easier the third time, right? Here's what you don't know. Um, Rick and Teresa being here is a a little bit of a trick from from our staff. They know uh, well of Rick and I's relationship and um, how we have uh, done life together for, like Rick said, for three decades. And so they invited him to come and didn't tell me he was coming. And so yesterday, I'm sitting in my office going over my notes and You know, in come Rick and Teresa, which this has already been an emotional weekend, you know, then to have that happen too is super, super sweet, and uh, Jim and Sue, thank you for taking the time. Both of these guys are leading incredible churches that are making a big difference that we want to be like, and I know it's a big deal uh, for both of you to take the weekend off to be here with us, and uh, so, so special, so appreciate you both. We'll talk about that some more. Uh, Can you do me a favor? Can you stand to your feet? Uh, can we just thank God for our anniversary because of all of the incredible things that he has done? Because guys, listen, this is about him. It's about him. And it's about what he, do, what he does and has done through us. So can we, can we just give thanks to our incredible God? <laughs> Father, before we go any further, far, we just need to just pause today to just say Thanks. Uh, you're an incredible dad, and you care about your kids, and in the grander scheme of how things work, Lord, you've orchestrated it for all of us to be here, for all of us to be part of what you created, and that's, that's the gospel message living in a community through the local church, and Lord, we know there's nothing that can stop that when we keep our eyes on you, and so today, Lord, will you will you speak to us? Will you challenge us? Will you help us to settle back into your arms, to feel your embrace? Lord, that would help us to be able to have confidence, to have faith that is full and strong and ready. Lord, will you deploy your church, Plum Creek, to make the biggest difference in this valley and all over this world, Lord, bigger than we could possibly imagine, that lives would be changed, that our baptismal tank would always be full, that people would continue to be in a place of surrender to you with excitement for what you're going to do when we live for you. God, speak to us today. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Um, You can be seated. Thank you. Um, Before we go any further, I just uh, want to thank Beth uh, for your partnership and relationship, not for 10 years, but for 24 years. And um, what Rick said is true. Um, you know, for for, for those of us that understand what it looks like to marry well over where you should have, um, we're grateful, right? We're grateful and awesome. God deserves the credit, guys, for what's happened in the last 10 years. Uh, I can remember uh, just the stories and the, the blessings and the hand of God in so many different ways Uh, so many of you have sacrificed and given of your time and your talent and your energy to help us be here today i remember the first time that uh, we sensed god's call to come to castle rock and then i remember the first time that someone else said you know what that's our call too we're coming with and you can imagine the intensity of that that meant selling homes quitting jobs getting new work and relocating your entire family to a new community and that's a big deal that's a big deal we had several families that said yes to that one even came to me and I hadn't even asked them and said we feel called to this it's it's a big thing to be able to be part of God's plan and so today I want to thank those the Jacksons and Tiffany she was supposed to be here Saturday are you here today because if you're here I need to know it no she's not here um so grateful. Uh, Durand, many have moved on and moved away, but Colette, you saw, she's standing back by the door. You go, girl. She's the only one left out of all of them that came and obviously has been such a huge part of our worship ministry and the prayer uh, force behind what we do. Uh, I want to give special thanks as well. Uh, Derry Northrup couldn't be here. He's the lead pastor of the church that I was serving at in Fort Collins, and they supported us and, and helped us and we're part of The launch of Plum Creek in so many ways, and so many of you are here today. I see some of you. If you were, if you came to Plum Creek from Grace Community Church, would you just raise your hand real quick? These guys are rock stars, you guys, and they have been a part of our church uh, since the beginning. Uh, so many amazing, amazing people and to be able to to be part of what God is doing. I, gotta, I wish I could tell you each and every one of the stories that are so unique of the handiwork of God moving in people's lives to bring them to be part of our team, to, to serve on our on the, on the Plum Creek team as staff. It's just amazing as the staff continues to grow and we get the chance to benefit from these amazing people that are serving and then to hear your stories of how you were able to be called and, and in spots. You heard the Osters talk about that and others. It's every one of us have a story of how God has orchestrated our lives to bring us to where we are today. Uh, my heart is full. I'm so grateful for all that God has done. So here's my main thought today, and it's a simple one, but it's an important one. Uh, during this two weeks of celebrating our 10 years, uh, this week, what I want to think about is that we look back to build our faith. We look back to build our faith, and there's a story over uh, in Scripture that over the last couple of weeks has just kind of been uh, percolating in my heart that I wanted to share with you today. And some of you will be very familiar with this story. It's found in Judges chapter three and Judges, or I mean Joshua chapter three and Joshua chapter four. Uh, it's the story of the nation of Israel. They've been wandering for forty years. You remember how they got to that place, and they're camped on uh, one side of the Jordan River, <clears throat> and on the other side is God's promise. The other side is the promised land, is their new home. And they've been wandering for 40 years because they didn't have faith enough to trust and to obey and to move forward. And so for 40 years, they've been on the wrong side of God's promise. It's amazing. And now this entire nation, some theologians would say up to a million people plus, are on one side of the river and on the other side is God's promise. I want to stop for a second. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like you're on the other side of God's promise? The other side of what you were hoping for. The other side of what you in your heart were craving. And and, and you can kind of see it, you can kind of feel it, but there's this river. And, and, And in this season, it was springtime, so the river was raging. The river was huge. They will say that it expands to a mile wide and that the current can run up to 40 miles an hour at certain points and because it had overflowed over its banks there's all the the underbrush and all of those there's no way the nation of Israel can cross over into this promised land that God had given there's no way with kids and animals and all their supplies and their possessions and there's no way there's no way that this can happen and when you Read this story, incredible story. Uh, Joshua, the leader, hears from God and he says, This go tell the people to get ready because tomorrow's going to be a big day. You're going to see once again how faithful and how powerful your God is. Get your heart ready. And I want to stop for a second and tell you that I believe with all of my heart that we are in a season of get ready. And we've been there for a while, and I want to challenge you to think about this. Get your heart ready. God so passionately wants to use your life to make a difference to make a difference in your neighborhood, to make a difference in your kids' schools. If you're a student here today, that you would make a difference in the school that you go to every single day, that we would have opportunity to not just talk about God, family, others, but live it by the way that we corporately together and individually, passionately engage into the community, engage into this world, but our hearts have to be ready. And I wanna challenge you today, get your heart ready. You don't want to miss out on this. And that's what, what Joshua was telling his people. Get your heart ready because there's, there's something very special coming next. And, 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 you know, we've been there. You've been there. Where what, what we're facing you it looks like a personal Jordan. It feels just as real, just as powerful, and just as overwhelming as what the nation of Israel was facing during this season. You know... Churches can feel that way too, that somehow we, we have this feeling in, inside of us, deep in your knower you know, that God is about to do something special, but sometimes we're not sure how that's going to happen. You see, the whole idea is this, will we choose to walk by sight or will we choose to walk by faith? Will you personally choose to walk only in what you can figure out, manipulate, and control? Or will you truly listen to the voice of God and step into circumstances, situations, relationships, opportunities to make a difference for him that you think, first of all, I feel underqualified. I feel unworthy. I can't imagine in any way why God would choose me to be part of something like that. And then what you start thinking about is, I'm unqualified. I can't do this. The obstacles look too great. The circumstances look too bleak. I'm not sure how this is possible. You know, I love what Jesus said in Luke chapter 18. What is impossible for people is possible with God. So how do you get there individually? How do we get there as a church? It starts with a true passion for authentic relationship with the Lord. That's not something we talk about, and it's so much more than just coming and sitting on a weekend, and you know that. It's about what happens on the other six days, right? It's the opportunity we have to foster a true relationship with our God that's so much more than a weekend, where we understand and we begin to embody the gospel message. Staying connected to Him, listening to His voice, courageously obeying, and truly, truly experiencing His presence. And we do this by remembering, remembering, remembering His faithfulness. This is true for us personally, and it's true for us as a church. You see, if we don't move forward, if we don't take steps to move forward, we're never going to experience the promised land. We're never going to see all that God would want for us. And that's as individuals and families and as a church sometimes it's so easy to see the obstacles it's so easy to see what oftentimes can be overwhelming and challenging and it can feel so often in our lives like there's an impossible task ahead of us it can seem like there's no way so let me go back to this story because it's an incredible story what happens is the lord tells them that they need to get the priests and the priests need to grab the ark of the covenant which was the symbol of god's presence with his people and they needed to walk towards the river. And these people had heard stories before of God's parting of the Red Sea, right? They kind of knew that was part of their history. They understood that. But wouldn't you have liked to be there? Can you imagine the, the hearts that were racing, the excitement that must have been part of the nation of Israel that day when they didn't know for sure what was going to happen, but Joshua said, go grab the ark and priests start walking that way. Could you imagine how it would have been to be a priest that day? I'm sure there were a few people that were thinking, man, I'm, I'm glad I'm not one of those guys, right? And maybe there were a few that said, man, I wish that I was one of those guys. And the scriptures tell us that as they walked down toward the water's edge, when the priest's feet began to hit the water, that literally there was a backflow on the river that day. It went the opposite direction all the way back to a city, and it flowed from the other direction all the way uh, in the other direction, and it dried up, and the nation of Israel was able to walk through on dry land. Woo! Like, those are the kind of stories, when you hear them as a kid, you're like, that's awesome, right? Those are the kind of stories when we hear today, we're like, I wish I could see the HD Rewind review of that story, and I pray that someday, those we got some good video editors in heaven, and we'll be able to sit down in an IMAX with surround sound, And watch that whole thing go down. You can imagine what that would have been like. So the whole nation of Israel begins to walk across the river in the middle of its craziest season. They walk across on dry ground to the other side into the promised land. And they get to the other side and God tells them to do something which is amazing. And so Joshua communicates what the Lord had laid on his heart. They needed to take one person from each of the 12 tribes. They needed to walk back on that dry ground before the priests step out of the water They need to grab a stone from the place that they just walked across. They need to put it on their shoulders, and they need to come, and they need to pile them up on the bank so that for the rest of the history of the nation of Israel, our children will ask us this question, what are those stones all about? And we'll be able to tell them about the goodness of our God, that we'll be able to tell them about the extraordinary power of our God, We'll be able to tell them that what seemed like an impossibility to us was nothing more than the daily responsibility of our God. Let me tell you, kids. Can you imagine? Let me tell you what God did. Can you imagine grandma telling that story? Let me tell you. You know how I know, kids? Because I was there, right? There's something about looking back that builds our faith so that we can move forward. What an incredible, incredible story. We look back to build our faith. Paul said it this way in Romans chapter 8, verse 31, when this begins to touch us deep in our soul, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for you, who can be against you? If God is for us as a church, who can be against us? Woo, now I'm ready to roll. God, what do you want? Because what might seem like impossibilities to me are possibilities with you. You see, so often our eyes and our hearts can be right on, but if we don't move our feet towards the obstacles that are in front of us, we'll never get where God wants us to be. We've gotta commit our lives to doing what God is doing no matter what it's, so Plum Creek, listen to me. I long, I pray for God to do what only God can do. I don't want this just to be business as normal for our church. I want us to keep listening to what God is calling us to do. I want you personally to be listening to what God wants you to do so that we're not just stuck in a spot, but that we're moving forward with faith, knowing that God is calling us to a different place in our relationships with him and our relationship as a church with him as well. I know that there's going to be some that will doubt, but listen, please look at me. Don't let that be you. Don't let that be you. Don't let that be us. And I know some of you will be saying today, Doug, man, how can you be sure, how can you be sure that, that, that this is the way God works? And that's what days like today are about. You see, we just look back. Oh, You wanna have a cup of coffee with me? Get ready. Because I could tell you stories all day long of God's faithfulness of the history of the last 10 years and before that even, of the way that God has worked miraculously to, to, to on behalf of Plum Creek and the way that he's worked to help us to be where we are today. I remember the first time somebody said yes. You know what, Doug? We feel called to go to Castle Rock too. You know what, I, I was like, really? Really? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do it and let's go do it together. I remember the first time when we called the theater And uh, one of our team called and said, hey, guys, um, we're a new church coming to town, and we'd sure like to maybe meet in the movie theater. And the lady said, "Uh, well, we've already had five or six churches call and ask for that. And a dejected response on our side, well, can you put our name on the list in case, in case something falls through that we would have the opportunity. And the, the lady, her name was Brandy, she said, well, we don't have a list. So Tom said, do you think that might be a good idea? And she said, yes, we probably should have a list. What's the name of your church? Plum Creeks wrote it down. She said, you're on top of the list. So let's just keep that amongst ourselves. I don't know what other churches they were, but hey, we beat them to the punch and we got a home, right? We got a home. Now people will say, Doug, how does that happen? You know, look at me. I'll tell you how that happens. That's God. That's the only way that stuff happens. I can, remember, I can remember the first time that I heard somebody say that Plum Creek was their church and they used this powerful pronoun that experienced ownership. I want to be part of it. They were saying, this is my church. I want to hear you use those pronouns. I want to hear you and sense you feeling the, the, the reality of your role and what God is calling you to here Many said, man, Doug, theater, that's crazy. That's a lot of hard work. Yeah, seven years. We had no idea. And many of you are here today that have helped. You know, there's a crew of people that got up at 5 a.m. every Sunday, drove from Aurora to pick up our trailer to get to the theater to meet the rest of a crew that was already there waiting from Castle Rock to help us set up church seven years every single week. That's God. That's crazy people right there. I love them. Gosh, you know what? We just talked about it. We had fun. Now, I don't want to tell you we miss it too much. We don't want to go back to that. But only God, only God speaking to people can develop that kind of commitment and passion for the local church. I remember when this building became an opportunity and they told us that if we're going to move on it, we had to move fast. And in three months, guys, three months, this church, with his help, raised a million dollars, a million dollars, so that we could pay cash for this building. And you know, it was so fun. I, I was like a little kid. I've never held a million-dollar check before. Never did. And so when, when we were thinking about that, I thought, you know what? Everybody helped be part of this. I can't be the only one to hold a million-dollar check. So we brought it to church that week. Do you guys remember? Some of you were there. And it just went up and down every single row because I wanted everybody to get a chance to hold a million-dollar check. And the whole time, Gary was like this watching to make sure we got it back, Right? <laughs> And then I remember when this deal almost blew up because they told us that this wasn't going to be able to be a possibility unless we brought a 12-inch water line. That's a big old pipe, a half a mile. We got bids. It was almost $800,000. I remember there used to be a window right here. Way before this was a sanctuary. And I looked out that window and I said, God... I can't do this. There's no, you can't finance the city's water pipe. This is your problem. If you want us here, you figure it out. And then I remember an incredible family in this community that are dear friends of ours heard about that need. And they said, we'll take care of the water line. And he sent his crew. And they made this thing a reality for us. I think about our passion for others, changing the city. You know, the idea. It's just an idea. Make South great. Look what happened. I think about missions trips and churches planted and kids sponsored. I think about global impact 400 plus kids, almost 450. Yeah, we were right. Except that we shouldn't have said finding faith should be fun, we just should have said it is fun. Barn dances and VBS, kids ministry, student ministry, healed marriages, amazing prayer times, worshiping together, Rachel connections and groups, Nancy, kids saying yes to Jesus teenagers saying yes to Jesus, adults saying yes to Jesus baptisms, life changes man, don't tell me that God's not in this because he is God is in this You tell me it's impossible, I'll tell you, watch out. Because I believe with God, anything is possible. When you follow His lead in your life and we follow Him together, guys, watch out for what God will do. And here's what you need to hear me say today don't miss out. It'll be the greatest regret of your life. And I'm not talking about Plum Creek. I'm talking about following Jesus. Don't miss out. There's nothing like the thrill of knowing that God is at work in and through your life. Don't miss out. He has a plan for you. He has a plan for us. You want to be part of it. You do not want to miss this. Don't let it be said, when your days are done and you're on your deathbed someday, I wish I'd have just given it a chance. I could have done it, but I chose not to. Live it. Don't just let it hang on a wall, be on an armband, a t-shirt, or a sweatshirt, or a tattoo, Colette, wherever you are. We live intimacy, intimacy, true intimacy with God intentionality with our families pouring into our marriages and our kids' lives caring about our extended families and then listen guys the only thing that comes out of that is a passionate care for the world around us where we listen we obey and we love like Jesus loves don't miss that don't miss that will you stand to your feet Father, we today are reminded of your incredible goodness, and uh, Lord, we, we do believe that nothing is too difficult for you, and so this week, God, we look back, and our hearts are stirred, and Lord, I could stand up here all day and tell story after story after story of your faithfulness, your goodness. Out of the way that you've moved on behalf of this church and the way you've changed lives and saved marriages, touched the hearts of kids, changed the lives of students, brought community, and loved a community. Oh, Lord, my heart is so full but God at the same time Lord I know I know what you've told me to say today will you help these people God to understand how desperate and passionate you are about real relationship with our God take us there Lord Help us to love you with a passion. And then, Lord, you you set us on course. You point the direction, and we'll follow you, God. We'll follow you, and we'll be part of your plan to change this world. Lord, help us. Help us to do that personally. And, Lord, help us to do that corporately. Go with us, Lord. Help us to not go too fast, too slow, but stay right in stride with what you're calling us to do we love you father we need you jesus thank you father to your glory for your glory we're going to sing this song together guys and what i want it to be is a reminder a reminder of how incredible our god is a reminder of how passionate he is to help us to be part of us to go with us to be in relationship with us. Let's sing this song. Allow your heart to be
0: stirred today as we're reminded of who our God is. If you made a decision to follow Jesus for the first time today, congratulations. We are so excited for you and we'd love to equip you with some resources, some next steps, and a complimentary gift. Just text the word FAITH to 40650. And if today you just need to talk to someone or would like to have someone pray with you, you can call our church office at 303-663-1714. And one of our pastors would be happy to spend some time with you. From everyone here at Plum Creek, have a great day.